with the holy words peace. God is good. All right, all right. As I told them in a service earlier, we didn't know when we were going to put the children back in, but we asked one of the nurses that, that works at the hospital, it's very into all of that, thought it'd be best for us to stay like we are for a few weeks because it's about protecting the people. All right, and then for you all that are not coming to church, do not come until you feel comfortable. I tell people that all the time because when we show you this, we want to be when you're comfortable because we're not going to be uh, the president says we this and the government says this and th that one says this. That's ignorant. You have wisdom. Wisdom will tell you what you need to do. We don't blame our stuff on nobody else. We have wisdom. We want to talk about the race of your life. You're running your life race. Say that. Running your life race. In every individual, everybody look at me very carefully, you got to get this. You have a life race, and that is the race that God has given you. That is God has chose the path for you. Many people have been successful in their own race, but they weren't happy and they didn't have joy because it was the race that they ran for themselves. If you run the race that God has put forth for you, then you get the joy out of it. And sometimes it's a difficult race, but if it's a difficult race, God has given you the tools to be able to be successful with that race. And so we were talking about uh, uh, this today, and one of my, my favorite things is I had a, a Aunt Vi and Uncle Fred, and you all have heard me talk about them a lot, and uh, Aunt Vi was one of them real hardcore uh, uh, Jesus people. And uh, uh, she's been for years, been dead for years, but and uh, I remember her when she was going through uh, a lot of sickness and they took one of her legs off then the other leg and I went to visit her. She lived in Fort Scott to visit her and I said, how you doing? And she said this, I'd have been complaining. She said this, I'm doing all right. God ain't chopped me down yet. And so she was a veteran. And so sometimes what we need to do is look at some of them veterans. We need to talk to some old veterans that's walked the Christian life Yes, through cancer and through diabetes and through uh, disobedient children, through wars, through many, many things that they went through. And, and, and they have still kept their faith. You see, no matter, uh, uh, keeping the faith is a difficult, uh, years ago, as I think it was Adam Clayton Powell, you all would know it unless you start his, he said, keep the faith. And so no matter what your situation or circumstance is, if you believe in God and you have faith in God, you need to keep the faith. Now, another thing that I like doing that some of you may want to do is find a veteran. Find somebody else that's went through it, all right? I remember one time when we was having a, a marriage counseling session and uh, 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 we had a, another couple was over it. The McCalls was over it. and. Sister Gwen and I were just, was just there because we put them over it. And someone asked them a question. And they couldn't, he, uh, Mr. Uh, Don, Ronald McCall, he said, look, I don't know if we can answer that. Ask Pastor and his wife. And Sister Gwen answered the question. And he said, see, that's the difference when somebody's been married 10 years longer than you. See, so what you got to do sometimes is look for the veterans. Look for the veterans. I remember as a coach, one of the things that we used to do is we'd have these camps 
And we, we'd love to go to those camps and get the information from some of the most successful coaches. You see, some of us never wanted, ever wanted to do a clinic because if we'd do a clinic, then that meant it would take us out of the classroom from getting some information from one of the veteran coaches. Do you understand what I mean? It's just like if you're young in here and you don't, and you're just getting married, you might want to talk to somebody that's been married a few years. Or, or if you haven't got children and you have a child, you want to talk to somebody who's been through that process, right? Or you, if it's college, you're getting ready to go to college, you want to talk to somebody who's been through that process. So it's very important for us to understand that there are veterans around, and we need to take the information from those veterans because they can help us, okay? They're more mature, they have more wisdom, more knowledge than us, and so we need to listen to them. It doesn't matter how old you are, if, if you can be 25 and been a Christian for 10 years, all right, and be 55 and only been a Christian for two years. So you may want to go ask the 25-year-old, how did they get there, all right? Are you with me? Do you see what this means? Uh, all these uh, pioneers who blazed the way are, the, are, are these veterans cheering us on. Pardon me, I'm going to cough. <laughs> there are these veterans cheering us on. There are people looking at you. There are people looking at you. When we go to a funeral, we always hear these people talking about mama's in heaven, daddy's in heaven, or blah, blah, blah. We hear all this stuff. If that's true and they in heaven, then they are veterans and they looking at you. And you've seen people say they'll point up like this. Uh, athletes do it all the time because they think that that parent, that grandparent, or somebody that's went on is looking at them. So you can go ahead and start at one, even though I started, okay? All right. And this is Hebrews 12 from the message. So again, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on? Mm -hmm. It means we'd better get on with it. So better get on with it. Get on with your life. Let's get with it. Let's get on with our Christian life, right? We got people, yeah, I call it the spirit world. We got people in the spirit world cheering us on, but yet we got people that are older, an older age that are cheering us on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, as a coach, I never ran the races. You know, I cheered those that were running the race, but I had already run them years before. Some of them was even born. And so I, I was a veteran cheering those other people on. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Then it says, strip down, start running, and never quit. All right, so strip down. I want everybody to repeat after me. Say, strip down. Strip down. Huh? And never what? And never quit. And never quit. So stripping down means don't carry that extra weight. Where are you carrying that extra weight? Strip down. Get everything off you that's hindering you from running the race that you need to run. All right? Are you all with me? Okay. And as they say, it is no extra spiritual fat. So we don't want any extra spiritual fat. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm going to talk track. Say track. I'm talking track. Have you ever seen, you, you've seen them, we'll go to quarter miles. That's my favorite race. You go to quarter miles, you don't want to be trying to carry nothing extra. I'm not running that race. You see what I'm saying? You see, if you run a marathon, you don't want to be carrying nothing extra running 26 miles. And so, right? So what, what do you do? You strip down. If you go to a track meet, I'll use that because it's easy. What is the first thing you see them? They're warming up. But they ain't running in what they're warming up with. 
they do what? They strip down because they don't want to carry anything, any extra weight. Are you with me? Right. Now, I want to say this. If you go back into the olden days, uh, uh, when Paul was running, they, they, would strip, they would run naked. Yes, they would run naked. And so only the virgins could come to the races. That's right. Look at the history of the Greek history. Only the virgins would come to the races because the men would strip naked because they didn't want to carry any extra weight. Well, in your spiritual life, in your, wait, don't carry any extra weight. It's just like now, let's just get a lesson. You see, this is because there's some single folk in here, young folks, y'all. When you're getting ready to date somebody, you need to care, see how much fat they got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to, you know, you, get, you need to see how much fat they got. And I ain't talking about their bank account. I'm talking about, huh? You need to strip off some of that stuff. Here we go. Right. Keep going, please. And also no parasitic sins which suck the life out of you. And you don't need that. We got to be careful of who we're around and what we're around because sometimes it'll suck the life out of you. You put the wrong folks in your life, it'll suck the very life out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I remember as a young person, as a kid, parents would tell us not to be around certain people. We'd be upset, but we didn't get it because they couldn't say it this way. They, what they were trying to get us to understand, that crowd will suck the life out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and you know, and, and, and it's happened to, I tell people all the time, the greatest athlete has never been in that sport. The greatest lawyer has never came because there's somebody that had the potential to be that, but they got with the wrong people and they and got in the wrong situation and circumstance and it sucked the life out of them. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be a relationship. It, could be, these, it sucked the life out of them. You see? So that's why we talk to the veterans, and the veterans might tell us, you need to leave that alone because that will suck the very life out of you. I've ran that race, and I know what that'll do for you. Are you with me? Yes. And so we need to listen sometimes to other folk. Yes. And, and, and usually the people to talk, listen to are the people who have done it wrong because they can tell you how they got that. All right? All right? We are told in verse 2, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finish this race we're in. So you keep your eye on Jesus. Jesus began and he finished his race. Each one of us in here has a life race. You begin, you want to begin it, and you want to finish it. Yeah, that's right. You want to, hey, Jesus began his race and he finished his race. So we keep an eye, eye on him. Right. All right? He's our role model. We keep our eye on him. And as parents, we become the Jesus to a child who hasn't accepted Jesus yet and who doesn't know Jesus yet. They keep on their eye on us, and they see the Jesus in us. And so that gives them the, the information that they need to finish the race that they have to run. All right? Study how he did it. Yeah, you want to study how he did it. One of the greatest, let me tell you, study how Jesus finished done it. How did he do this? How did Jesus do this? How did he start and finish and become victorious in his race? That's right. Are you with me? Yes. All right? Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He never lost sight of where he's headed. Look at me, folks. All you young people, look at me. There's, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy us. He wants you to lose sight of where you're headed. That's, right. That's what he does. He wants you to lose sight of where you're headed. And he can put folks, things, and situations, and circumstances in your life that will suck the life out of you or distract you from going direction that you have. There's a whole lot of people got pole. You know what I mean by pole? Potential. But potential won't get you there alone unless you are focused That's right. on the race that is set before you. Keep That's going, right. please. 
where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. So nothing bothered him along the way because he was focused on God and the love of God and the faith of God. And so nothing, nothing hindered him. Nothing hindered him. You got to get so focused that you're radical. You have to be radical, people. You got to be just radical about it. This is the way I'm going. This is the direction I'm going. God has shown me that this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. And I'm not going to let anything get in the way. That's right. All right. He could put up with anything. The cross, the shame. He could put up with anything, the cross. And everybody's got a cross to bear. You see, and sometimes, yes, everybody's got a cross to bear. But he could put up with the cross. He could put up with the shame. Because people try to shame you. You do know that, right? right? But he could put up with all that stuff. Because, see, when you are not focused on the cross and the shame, okay, you can keep running. You see, as I was saying is, I, I, I love coaching them quarter miles and, and the 800-meter people. The thing that I you to tell them, you got to stay focused, stay focused. Because, see, pretty soon it's going to hurt. Right. Yeah, Brother Trevor, pretty soon it's going to hurt. Yeah, and uh, 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 Sister Megan will tell you, I toasted her, that pretty soon it's going to hurt. But if you stay focused on the pain, you ain't going to finish. You're going to cramp up, period. You're going to lock up, you're going to lose your mechanics, and you're going to lose faith in your training. But if you stay focused on your training and what will the victory is going to be like when you finish that, that, that finish line, then you're able to do what you need to do. That's like going to college. If you get into co- going to school, you start out in the first grade, oh, man. Then you got to go to the 12th, oh, man. Then you got to go to college, but you got to focus on the end results. Too many people get focused on where they're at. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> And now he's there in the place of honor. Now he's in the place of honor. How many of oh, everybody in here ought to want to be, that's right, they're at the place of honor, that victorious place, that place of honor. Jesus was more focused on where he was going to end up than where he was at. That's right. See? You see, that's like, that's like uh, uh, training. When you start training, the other lesson was about training for a different way. It's about training. When you're training, it hurts to train because getting in condition hurts. Running the races are fun, but getting in conditions hurt. So you focus on the winning the race, you don't focus on the training. That's right. Because if you focus on the training, you'll drop out. That's right. Because it hurts. All right. All right. In verse 3, when you find yourselves flagging in your faith. So when you find yourself flagging in your faith, and that's what it means, becoming tired. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself becoming tired. That's right. Go ahead, next one. And declining in strength. And when you, be, you, you, you begin to lose your strength. That's right. Mm-hmm. Have, have weakness. And weaknesses. Slower. Well. And less effective. And you, you, when you look at that, you see, when you find yourself in your faith there, because when you lose your faith, your body's going to react to what you, th- what you think. So as a man think of in his heart, so is he. So it starts here. If it gets in your head, it can cause the, everything else to be paralyzed. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. How many of you are great in here? Now, don't even raise your hand. Come up. You're scared to say that. If God created you, he created you with a greatness inside you. Amen. And what you got to do is stay on course and deal with that greatness inside. He didn't say it was going to be easy. There ain't nothing in here said that walk road was going to be easy. I was looking at my granddaughter, uh, Olivia, and she's uh, graduated from high school and 4.8 and doing good. And she's in some profession. I can't think what it is. Physical therapy, one of the higher levels. Got six more years to go. 
I'm like, I was so glad to get out of high school, Sister <laughs> Katrina. Somebody told me I had six more years ago. I said, you done lost your mind. Right. You see? Yeah, but she's looking at the results and what kind of life and the quality of life that she's going to be able to live after that. Yeah, so it's not focusing on how hard it's going to be, but focusing on and, and understanding is this is going to give me a quantity and quality of life when I finish. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here we go. That's right. <clears throat> go over that story again, item by item, that long, lenity, repetitive chant of hostility he plowed through. So we, sometimes when I'm feeling bad or down on myself, I'll open up the Gospels and look and see what Jesus plowed through. So if he plowed through what he plowed through, Okay, then I can plow through what I plow through. That's right. You see, because I'm looking at him. I'm looking at how they done him. How he, the pain and the torture and the uh, blame, and they blamed him for stuff. All the stuff, called him names and all those things. But he plowed through all of that because yeah. he was focused on the finish. That's right. Way beyond the cross. That's right. Somebody said, no cross, no crown. Well, he focused on the crown, not the cross. Many people don't get the crown because they're too focused on the cross. The cross is to get you across to the crown. Do you understand what I'm that's saying? Right. That's, that's right. what it's supposed to do. That's, that's where it's at, all right? That's right. It will also shoot adrenaline into your soul. And it shoots adrenaline into your soul. When you get out there and thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm going to be this after that. I'm going to be that after this, excuse me. Then it, it gives you that adrenaline, you see? You're excited about that. You see, when you train well, when you are trained well, you're excited about a race because you have the adrenaline because you're going to trust your training. As a Christian, you've been in church and you've been hearing these gospels and hearing all of these lectures and reading your Bible. You're excited because you get adrenaline. You know, you get adrenaline when you think, I'm ready to go because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. It gives me adrenaline to know that. So when I'm down or when I'm hurting, when I'm tired, when I'm frustrating, I can do all things through Christ what strengthens me. And it doesn't matter what age you are in here. You, that's the adrenaline you got to have. The Word of God should give you adrenaline. Get, gets you excited about going on to the next level. I get excited when I hear, we say older, when I hear people that's been out of school for a long time, going back to school, it takes a whole lot of adrenaline. When you've been out of school five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20, but you're going back, it gives you that adrenaline to go back. You get excited about it because now you know there's going to be another crown. Yeah. I'm focused on the crown, not the cross. And as long as I'm focused on the crown, it gives me adrenaline to keep going forward. Because the crown is more valuable than the cross. So the cross is only there to help me to get across to the crown. All right? Here we go. In this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you. Don't y'all know? I don't care who you are in here. There's somebody that's been through more than you. Don't you know that somebody's done been through more than you? It's been harder for somebody else that, yes, it's been harder for somebody. And I look at that. If they can go through it, I can go through it. That's right. Do you see what I'm talking about? That's right. You see? All right. And to say nothing of what Jesus went through, and then, all that bloodshed. And look what Jesus went through. So I'm going to look, say, I'm going to look for someone, a veteran that's been through more than I'm going through. And when I look at that veteran and I'm saying, wait a minute, that person has defeated cancer? That person has defeated diabetes? That person has uh, uh, got over a divorce? It happens. Got over a divorce. That person has got a loss of job? 
and they still fighting the good fight of faith? They still moving forward? They're still being victorious in their life? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. And in 5 tells us, don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children? And that God regards you as his children. You know how good, good parents treat their children. Good God hadn't forgotten you. You just so you're going through something right now. God has not forgotten you. So don't be feeling sorry for yourself. We don't do that in here. We don't have pity parties in here. We don't feel sorry for ourselves in here. No matter what we go through in here. You see, God gave you guys an example in this church. You see, a person, 25 years or 24, 25 years in August, dealing with cancer. Ain't Mr. Beat. So, he, you know, he don't want to hear about no toothache, stomachache, headache. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. We don't feel sorry for ourselves in here. I got myself in it. God will get me out of it. You see? You, you understand what I'm saying? We never feel sorry for ourselves because we know we have the potential to go straight ahead. Okay? Go ahead, please. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. But don't be crushed by it either. Don't, don't shut off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it for it either. We're in a place right now where God has disciplined us to be in a household with folks that we ain't never spent that much time with. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Right? Right. You see? It's a good time for discipline. We got time to discipline and be with our families more than we've ever been with it and more time to spend with him. Mm-hmm. And, we ain't cr- and we're not crushed either. Right? right? Because we know that in this too shall pass. That's right. You see? Yes. All I want to do is be standing when it passes. Some people are going to fall in, get sucked into it, and fall apart. All right? All right? Keep going. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. God loves us, and he disciplines us. And sometimes he puts us in a place that hurts because, we're going to, because he knows that we're going to be victorious through the hurt. Because he knows that we're going to have to teach other hurting people how to get out of it. That's right. You see? So I'm put in this place right now, in this situation now. Not for me, but for me, come on here, for me to be a veteran. He put me in some situations for me to be a veteran. Because when somebody else comes along the way that's going through the same thing, they can look, come to veteran Johnny or veteran Pastor Fields or Brother Fields, they can come through and ask him how to do it. And you say, Pastor, you're a veteran. You've been through this. Teach me how to get through this. You see? You're my brother, uh, Roderick. I hope he doesn't mind. He's in a place, in a position, on a job where he's not popular because of the skin that God put him in. And he could have quit, like a lot of people. And it was harder for him than other people. What it should be. So he can tell, he can become a veteran. And when somebody says, well, I don't know if I can make it because I'm, I'm this and I'm that. Whoa, you're talking to a veteran. You're talking to a veteran and I can show you how to get through it. That's what it's all about. We need to talk to the veterans around here because we don't quit. We look for reasons to keep going. All right. And some of those reasons are in the people we're around. All right. The child he embraces, he also corrects. The child he embraces, he corrects. And sometimes when God corrects me, he corrects me through Sister Gwen. And I want to go crazy and go off because, you know, I'm radical. And Sister Gwen said, hold it, John. 
it makes sense to them. That's right. So you're trying to get them where you at. You need to look where they're at. And it right. makes sense to them. That's right. All right? So he embraces me and he corrects me. And the Holy Spirit uses Sister Gwen to do that. The first lady to correct me. And vice versa, she'll tell you that. Okay. Keep going. God is educating you. Where you at right now could be a place of education. He's educating you. He's educating you so you can pass the test so that you can become a veteran and help somebody else get through that test. That's right. All right? That's right. That's why we don't drop out. That's right. That's why we don't drop out. That's what the next thing said. We don't drop out because we're focused on the crown. That's right. So we don't drop out. We don't matter how tough it gets. People talk about you, backbiters, underminers, liars, gossipers. That don't bother us because we can't hear them because we focus on the crown. And the crown is the thing that we focus on because one day we want to stand. I'm not talking heaven. I'm talking on earth. We want to stand and get that reward for the journey that we have accomplished and been victorious over so somebody else can do it. That's right. Do you understand? You see? Right? We've seen it. When, when, when uh, we saw a man that was homeless at one time, but wasn't even born in, 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 this, in America, but American because he was born in Hawaii. In my lifetime, I never thought, ever, and most of you thought, we'd have a black president. Amen. That's right. And you know somebody probably told him that. You ain't going to, man, you ain't going to be no president, not in America. You see? If he had listened to them... He wouldn't have ran. Oh, y'all with me? Oh, y'all with me? And he's a Christian, isn't he? So he's the first black president, so there wasn't a black president to look to, so he looked to Jesus. Oh, y'all with me? All right. Young people in here, y'all look at me. Don't let nobody tell you who you ain't. Once he's, God has given everybody, every one of you in here, a gift. You ain't letting your parents down. You letting God down when you don't use your gift. You understand what I'm saying? They're disciplining you and maybe disciplining you in a way to help you to accomplish what God would have you to do. That's why he gave your parents. And let me tell you, young people, look at me. You won't know your parents are smart until you get older. Then you find, you figure out how smart they really are. They really were. All right, here we go. So as you're saying, Pastor, in verse 8, this trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training. This tr- sometimes it's not punishment. It's training. That's right. It's training you to, to shut up. Mm-hmm. Watch how you speak. Pull your pants up. Wash your face. Do your chores. It's ain't punishment. It's training. You see? That's right. Are you with me? All right. And that training is the normal experience of children. It's the normal experience of children. So it didn't, see, I thought I was done as a child. Couldn't wait to get out of school. I mean, yes, because my parents, I wouldn't have to deal with their training anymore. Wait a minute, go get a job. What do they do? They train you. Huh? You know what I'm saying? They got laws, signs that are training you, right? Then you come to Christ, right? Then you get more training. All right. So let your parents prepare you for the next cycle of training. Because it's never going to stop. All right. All right. 
Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Yes, only an irresponsible parent that let a child fund for themselves. Oh, they, 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 let's let them just figure it out. No, 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 no. That ain't how that's supposed to work. No, no, no. That is irresponsible. We're to train them because they're your children. Now, I hope, as y'all's parents, nobody's going to leave the church when I say this, right? Right. Uh, I don't want to hear none of my church members tell me that their children are their best friends. I hear people talk, oh, my mom and I, we just like best friends. Because you can't train your best friend. (laughs) And your best friend is equal to you. You see, in my household, I didn't have no friends at all. I had a wife and children. Do you understand? All right, so don't get mad, because I know some of you probably, oh, she's just, we're just best friends. <laughs> right. Okay, they raising you. Get me out of here. <laughs> so the question is, <laughs> would you prefer an irresponsible God? Would you respect, you don't want an irresponsible parent. Would you want an irresponsible God? Mm-mm. God is training, listen, young people, God is training your parents. As your parents is training you. Right. Everybody getting some training up in here. All right. You got God training you, Coach Fields training you. So you can train your parents. Okay. We ought to respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. We are, yeah, we want some training and not being spoiled. Some people say, well, he's cute. He's just spoiled. Really? I ain't never seen a cute, spoiled kid. (laughs) No, we want some training. If we're going to use the word training, we want some training. And training hurts sometimes. You see, athletes will tell you. Sometimes I know Brother Trevor loves Coach Fields, but I know there's some times where he would like to say some things. He'd probably want to speak in tongues. Yeah. You understand? But it's training. You don't love Coach because sometimes you don't like the coach because you don't like the training. That's right. But the results you love. That's right. All right. Yes, Pastor, and training is the action of teaching or developing a person, skill, or type of behavior. So training is the action of teaching and developing a person in a particular skill or behavior. That's what parents do. God does it for us. We do it to our children. That's right. This is good teaching. Yes, it is. All right. It is also the knowledge or experience acquired by the one who trains to those who are in need. So, so we have the knowledge and the experience. Let's, let, let, listen to me. We have the knowledge and experience that is required to be training. We have the knowledge and experience that we are qualified to be parents. And then we have the knowledge and experience to be qualified to be parented by him. Yes. Yes. All right. And lastly, training as goals of improving one's capability. And, and that's what we do. We do it for our children. We're, we're improving their capability, yes. And the capacity. Their capacity, yes. Productivity. Their productivity, yes. And performance. And their performance, yes. God does that for us. We do that for them. That's right. All right. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? Embrace God's training. So we can truly live. Embrace it. That's right. You see? Embrace God's training. Embrace your parents' training so you can truly live. That's right. There's a whole lot of young people, look at me, with an early graveyard. 
didn't listen to the training. Don't do this. You don't need to go there. You need to leave that alone. The graveyard is full of great potential. Didn't want to go through the training and the discipline of it. What number am I at? We're at 10. Okay. While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. Mm -hmm. But God is doing what is best for us. So say, see, you, you never get through. See, you're a child now, and your parents are doing the best they can. And now you think your parents are getting trained because God is training them. So everybody getting some training up in here. That's right. All right. Training us to live God's holy best. And see, God is training us to live his holy best. And you want him to train your parent to be the best because they can teach you to be the best. That's right. All right, here we go, 11. Yes, 11. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. <laughs> it always feels like it's going against the grain. Yes, yes, discipline ain't much fun. It's going against my grain. And here's one of the things. Everybody look at me. Make your children look at me. Everybody else is doing it. Why can't I do it? Because it's going against the grain of how you are raised. Everybody else ain't a Christian. You are Christian. Yes, it's going against your grain because you don't live like they live. All right? And later, of course, it pays off handsomely. But later it's going to pay off. That's right. It's going to pay off. You mad at your parent. You may not be upset at your parent, but I guarantee you, if they God parents, God parents is going to pay off. That's right. All right. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. See, you, you're well-trained. You'll be mature in your relationship with God. You've got to start with your parent. The parents start with God. You start with your parent. It all works out. Okay. Where am I at? Uh, verse 11 from the NIV. Okay. Well, Again, the people that missed the first, this one, that, this is good stuff here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to not do that other one, Trevor. We're going to put this one on. <laughs> all right. Again, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Now, I had her to do this three versions. No discipline seems pleasant at the time because right. discipline takes things away from you that you want to do. That's right. It's, it's, it, but painful. It seems painful. It seems painful when that cell phone's taken away from you. It well, seems painful when you can't go here and there. Well. Okay? Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. But later on down the road, later on down the road, you have peace yes. and righteousness. That's right. All right? Now, again, from the voice, when punishment is happening. When, when you're getting punished pleasant. and all of us get punished. That's right. Uh-huh. It never seems pleasant, but only painful. It never seems pleasant when you're getting punished. Mm. Uh -huh. But again, it later will yield the peaceful fruit called righteousness to everyone who has been trained. But later on down the road, it'll give you peace. Yeah. That's what this message is about. This message is about Come on, folks. You're in a race for your life, your God life. And Satan's trying to steal your God life. You're in a race for your God life, and Satan's trying to kill your, steal your God life because he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. 
but he's a liar and he's a demon. Yeah, he's a demon. He's the father of lies. If you stand in, under the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and if you families get together and come together as a spiritual group, you will raise some remarkable children, and you will become some remarkable parents because that's what he got us here for. That's right. Amen, Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right.